from a gun to her head to coaching abused women to ruffle some feathers and blow some minds. The incredible survival and victorious story of Christine Malik, the creator of the Sassy Method, on episode number 232 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. And as a woman that finally found her voice, I want to let other women know that if you can't find yours yet, that there are those of us that have found it and mm. we need to get the word out there. It's still yeah. very much prevalent, even in 2022. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful, and this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. It is a pleasure and a privilege, as always, to have you with me here on the podcast where we help you to navigate adverse life events and to discover your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. I am Dr. Brad Miller. Good to be with you. I want to share with you just a bit about the format of the Beyond Adversity podcast as we embark on the year 2023. In the past couple of years, we've generally had an interview a week and my commentary about the interview about a person, an author or a leader or coach who's had some uh, significant uh, adversity they face in their life. Uh, usually fall in the, the uh, category of depression or or uh, divorce or disease or debt or death and uh, some of those aspects of adversity and then how they got through it and then my commentary about it uh, based on my teaching and leadership. I come to you with a background of 42 years as a Christian pastor and with a doctoral degree in transformational leadership, work with people in all kinds of settings and feel like we have something to share with you. I'd like to share with you what I call the ACTS plan to help you to navigate adversity. ACTS stands for taking action is the A. The C is to connect with a higher power. The T to think with discipline. And the S to serve others with love. In the past, we've had one big interview and my commentary for 45 minutes to an hour or so. And uh, our change of format here in 2023 will be we're going to take each interview, we're going to take a week run at it, basically. Take each interview, we're in the first episode of the week. We're going to have about three or four episodes a week. The first episode in each week will be uh, talking about the person we're interviewing. We're talking to them about the situation that they are in, the adversity that they're facing, a little bit about their circumstances and what they did to uh, to get out of it. And then the second interview will be more or less a part of what you can do and what are the process, what are the solutions or the answers or what are they offering out of their book or their course or their coaching or uh, something of that nature that's going to serve you. And then on a third or episode each week. I'm going to offer my take on things. I'm going to teach out of my uh, out of my background and my leadership and my my experience about uh, responding to the particular uh, matter at hand that week and talk about uh, 
how you can apply the ACTS method, the ACTS method to it in, in, in your life. So I hope that you enjoyed it as we get embarked here in 2023. You can always catch up with me at drbradmiller.com where we have over 230 episodes of this podcast designed to serve you. That's also where you can find the starter guide to the ACTS method, ACTS method. You can find that there as a download that can help to serve you as well. And look forward to having you join us here in 2023 as we continue to speak into your life. Now, today, we have a very fascinating guest with us today. Her name is Christine Malik. Christine viewed, her, viewed herself as a bit of a tough gal, a, a progressive and assertive, rode motorcycles and felt that she could handle uh, about anything, really. And so it was kind of came to as a shock to her when she fell into the world of marital abuse. And I'm not talking about some uncomfortableness. I'm talking about life-threatening abuse. We're talking about being beaten up, about being hospitalized several times with injuries, having major life-threatening surgeries that happened based on the injuries that she had. Uh, dissolving into alcoholism and drug abuse, serious, heavy drug abuse, suicide attempts. All of this happening in her marriage, which she felt dissolved into a place where she felt like she had almost no escape. And she felt that abuse would just be continue to be a part of her life. And she seriously looked at either being losing her life by suicide or by really culminated when her husband literally held a gun to her head and pulled the trigger. You're going to hear about her story here today, what she went through, the lessons she learned, moreover, the transformation that took place in her life when she found herself on one of those hospital stays visited by having a spiritual experience, which was profound, indeed angelic, when the Archangel Gabriel came to visit her as she tells the story, which is an important part of saving her life and inspiring her then to serve other abused women with her coaching and her counseling and her leadership and implementing her plan, which she calls the Sassy Plan. And we'll primarily get into that. We'll touch on that plan in today's episode. But we're going to get into that plan, her plan, on episode 233, our next episode. So you're going to tune into that one. If you're inspired by today's story, check out episode 233. Where we'll hear more about the Sassy Plan and how it empowers abused women to be stronger and healthier and uh, what, you know, what she likes to call to... Uh, blow to ruffle some feathers and blow some minds. So her website is uh, for her name is Christine Malik. Her website is sassycoach.com. That's S-A-S-S-I-C-O-A-C-H.com. Her name is Christine Malik, and we are privileged that she is my guest today on the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Christy Malik, welcome to Beyond Adversity. Thank you, Dr. Brad. I appreciate it. Thank you. The foundation of this whole podcast is helping people face some of the adversities they've had in life and find their way through it. What kind of 
Can you tell me a little bit about your story about what are some of the adverse life conditions you found yourself in that you had to get yourself out of? The biggest one is the abuse and domestic violence. That was a tough one, especially for a woman like me. I've always been um, in touch with my masculine side. I have always been very strong. Sassy stands for strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent. And I always thought that I carried that that essence within me and brought it out. And having to go through abuse and domestic violence was unheard of for me. I never thought I would have to go through that. The physical abuse that I had endured and survived and gotten through included everything from the black eyes, the bruises all over my body. I was beat with a rubber mallet. So I had a cracked wrist, three cracked ribs. But the biggest one was the gunshot wound to the head. That was my breaking point. That was the one where I said, enough is enough. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So my goodness. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was. I laugh now, but it was not pretty bad then. And it was not a We're talking about life threatening abuse, aren't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. I survived all that and I got through all the physical. It's the mental and the psychological and the verbal. Those are the abuses that take much, much longer to heal. My last dealings with the ex was back in 2020 and we had already been separated for two years and the court system was not... It was almost another form of abuse that I had to go through. It wasn't wasn't until this year, the beginning of the year, end of last year, that I found my voice and was able to talk about this and bring it to light and let people know that, that this does go on. There is no backgrounds that are not affected. It doesn't matter whether you're wealthy or poor or in between black, white, Indian, Mm -hmm. it does not matter if this goes on. And as a woman that finally found her voice, I want to let other women know that if you can't find yours yet, that there are those of us that have found it and Mm. we need to get the word out there. It's still very much prevalent, even in 2022. Abuse of domestic violence is still prevalent. I've talked to many people in my life who had this issue and I can remember back in ministry and I found myself in ministry more than one occasion dealing with counseling situations of this, where this was the issue. And you said something there, very important there, Christine, you found your voice, and I'm sure that someone on the way helped you find your voice. I'm going to get into that process there in just a second here. But just to understand, I want to make sure we have the framework. This was in a marital situation. Yes, it was. Marital violence is just very prevalent. Other kinds of violence happens. There's abuse of children and all kinds of really terrible things that go on here. But you're focusing on helping women particularly to face this to understand it, and as you say, find your voice. So let's talk about, Christine, what were some of the actions that you took one way or another? It sounds to me like you were a vicious cycle, you were stuck, and there were some, you stayed with it, beat up, and then shot, and you stayed with it a long time, apparently. But what are some of the ways that you finally did find your voice? What were some of the actions that you took that kind of broke this pattern? It wasn't an action that I took, Brad. It was an encounter with Archangel Michael, I thought it was God when it happened. I didn't find out till afterwards, but it was him that came to me. And basically he said, everything will be okay. 
And it was at one of those, I've had many very low points in my life. The ex was finally out of my life. He and I were together seven years, almost seven years that I had endured his abuse. Finally managed to find my inner voice and my essence and my sassy to say enough is enough. You need to go, just go. This is not working. Go. In the process, I ended up, this is where I became an alcoholic, a drug addict. I, I ended up in the hospital because of the abuse and the alcoholism. And I was in and out for about a year. I had four surgeries, 15 procedures, died on my operating table twice. Um, Throughout the marriage and throughout the seven years, I had attempted suicide several times because it was that bad. It was I was completely alone, finally kicked the alcohol, finally got myself off the pain pills, the drugs, because I was in so much pain from all these surgeries that I had. And I was laying on the bed and getting ready for the evening and go to sleep. And the pain in my body was excruciating. Absolutely. I had never, and I have given birth to three children, but there was no pain quite like what I was experiencing. Was this from a surgery or an injury or, or it was, it was was the fact that all these surgeries had happened. It was a year. My, my final surgery was because the alcohol abuse got so bad, they had to put a stent in my liver. Again, I had said that I died on the table twice. The surgery, the second surgery that I had, they removed my appendix, my gallbladder, part of my intestine, part of my colon, and my whole left fallopian tube. And when the surgeon went in there and he saw how bad my liver was, he said that he basically, the only words that, that I absolutely will never forget from my surgeon when he came in after that surgery was, Christine, if you take one more drink, you will die. And I was That's like, pretty profound, isn't it? Get your attention. <laughs> I assume that it did. Right? <laughs> it was, I said then, and I will continue to say today, and I am now sober a little over six years. What I said was, that's a theory I don't want to test. I will take your, I will take your word for it, Doc. Right. So that <laughs> was a really, it was a pivotal moment there. And so um, essentially your behavior did change after that pretty much? What happened was it was, so there, there is a, a definite I believe my spirits were looking over me throughout my whole life. Only I didn't know it until I had this experience two years after the hospital. Because of the gunshot wound, they were there because of the attempted suicides. And when I say my last attempted suicide was taking a full bottle of sleeping pills and drinking a full bottle of alcohol. I wanted nothing more. I had written the letters to my children. I had written my goodbye letters. I was fully prepared to leave this earth. So this was prepared. a serious, serious attempt. It was not some sort of a getting attention a, thing or whatever. Sometimes people do. You nope. were ready. You were ready. Huh? I was ready. In fact, when he had the gun to the back of my head, I was sitting on the toilet and he had the gun to the back of my head. I wanted to die right then and there. Life as I knew it was not worth living anymore. And he had it pointed down enough. It should have gone into my head and I should not be here today. And it's not, if it were not for my angels stepping in, I wouldn't be because again, I I had attempted suicide several times throughout my whole life. Three, while I was married to this man, the gunshot wound to the head, I should not, I've crashed my bike, a motorcycle. I should not be alive. And it's only because of them that, they had guided me to 
be here to say, this is your path, Christine. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to get out to the world. You need to shine your light and let women know and men let them know. And anybody else who, you know, anybody dealing with addictions, anybody dealing with suicide, there are people that can help. There are people Mm -hmm. that we will listen. We're here for a reason. We're here to help you and let Mm -hmm. you know that you're not alone, that we can fix this together. But in this this particular case, you allowed yourself to be aware of the spiritual forces in your life, your archangel, as you frame it and put it. And tell us more about that, about how that was pivotal, how that gave you some sense that you, because when you have a gun to your head, literally, you've attempted suicide and you've an abusive relationship and alcohol and other surgeries and things like that. There's a lot of aloneness there. It's a lot of meaninglessness, which is involved with that. But this spiritual experience gave you a sense of presence, I believe, is what you're saying here, Christine. So tell me more about that, about how this sense of presence, how this became really pivotal for you, this spiritual experience. So as I was laying there on the bed in excruciating pain, And at this point in my life, I had given up on God. I was a retired Catholic. I teased about it that I didn't because of the hypocrisy there being a Catholic. But I found myself begging and pleading to him to please take this pain away. It was so excruciating. When I say that every cell in my body hurt, Mm. Every cell in my body hurt. The pain was, and I know for a fact that I have a high tolerance for pain, (laughs) giving birth to three children. This was intolerable. The pain was just excruciating. And I laid on the bed. I couldn't move. I couldn't toss it. There was no position to get comfortable in. And I'm begging to God, please take this pain away. I know you're there. Take the pain away, please. I, you start the bargaining process. I'll do anything for you to take this pain away. As I lay there crying, a small orb of a light entered the room. And I watched it. And as it got closer, it got bigger. And the light got brighter. And the light was, it was so bright and calm that, if you could look at the sun, if you could truly look at the sun, Mm -hmm. see the bright, that's how bright this light was, but it didn't hurt my eyes. It didn't burn. There was no heat associated with it, no cold associated with it. And as this light came closer over my, over the bed and over me, it got brighter and warmer and it enveloped my whole body. The amount of love, a, true and i still get teary-eyed when i talk about it and feel it because it it's there that love that i felt was a love like no other it's the only comparable love is a parent with a child and even that doesn't come close to the love from god and again i thought it was god i didn't know till several months later but just to be clear, there was no sense of intimidation or fear oh, oh, or no. drawing back or no, pulling no. the covers up or anything like that. No, okay, no, right. the, the total peace, the love right. and the peace and the calm was there. And as the bright light of love enveloped me and I could feel it and I could, the pain was immediately gone. 
I felt the arms or wings wrapped around my body was lifted off the bed and I could see myself lifting up to the ceiling. It wasn't very far, maybe a foot, two feet off the bed. It was kind of a spiritual thing or were you feeling a physical presence as well? Oh, no, no physical presence. This was completely spiritual, completely spiritual. It was... It, it was, like I said, as I found out later, it was Archangel Michael with his wings lifting me up off the bed. Okay. The love and the peace and the calm is just something I will never forget. And as, as humans in general, very few of us will ever experience. And I don't, I have not been able to find the correct words, English language, to put what I felt and what this light and love was, is And the only thing he whispered to me, he held me. And it was a good long few moments. I could feel his love and I could feel the peace. And he whispered in my left ear, Christine, everything will be okay. Hmm. That was it. Nothing else. But what I felt and the exchange that we had was that, okay, Life is going to be all right. Life is going to, I need to believe again. I need to find my faith. I need to trust in my guides and my angels. Mm -hmm. Let's just pause there just for a second, Christine, because I just think some of the things you're saying are really important about how you were not just having an experience and kind of delighting in the experience, but you use this then to help you move forward in your life. You said trust, guide, transformative. You didn't use the word transform, but it was a transformative experience out of this. So tell me a little bit then, Christine, how this experience led you then to actually change. Obviously, you're a changed woman now from where you were then. You're out of this abusive marriage, and you said something a minute ago about being sober for several years. Congratulations on both counts. Way to go. Yay, God. But you have to take practical steps then. So let's talk a little bit about that, how you were able to apply this connecting with the higher power, with your archangel, and then change your life. Let's talk about that for a second. What did you do then once you got out of that hospital bed and begin the actual healing process and have you more purpose in your life? Tell me about those type of things. It's a day by day. It was a day to day thing. I had to, that was hard. Being from an abusive relationship and all the childhood trauma that I had gone through, letting go and having trust, and especially in, a, in an angel, something you cannot see, you cannot touch. It's not like I had communication with them on, although I did find out after the fact that every little thing that they put in front of me throughout my path and to get me here today, there were signs along the way. There were the eagles, hawks, butterflies, those little synchronicities, they were there. And it took a lot for me to, and a lot of times it was after the fact that it could have been, because going through the divorce between 2018 and 2020, I got no help from him whatsoever. I was on disability because of the surgeries and everything else. I had to relearn how to walk, relearn how to drive, try and move again, build my body back up. I had lost so much weight being in the hospital for the first day was eight weeks. The second day was seven weeks. I lost all my muscle. So it was physical work to do to get back <laughs> healthy and you had <laughs> mental work to do. You had emotional work to do. You had spiritual work to do. 
And I assume you also had relationship-oriented work to do in the sense of you had to learn how to develop healthy relationships or new types of relationships based in this pattern you basically had of unhealthy relationships. It sounds like the pattern you had with your your former husband was not not unique. You had other bad (laughs) situations too. Yes. Is that that fair? Absolutely. And the only relationship that mattered, and even to this day, the only relationship that matters is the one I have with myself. I think that's a great place for us to stop and hit the pause button here on Christine Malik's story. What? (laughs) Wow. What an incredible story she has overcoming abuse and alcoholism and drug, uh, drug abuse and massive uh, injuries and hospitalizations. And, you know, the story of her being shot in the head by her husband. God, wow. Uh, That is incredible. And she's an incredible woman. I invite you to check out more about her. And particularly as we talk to her in episode 233, our next episode here on Beyond Adversity with Christy Malik, where we're continuing our interview with her. And we're going to talk about her sassy coach plan. And she's it's a seven-step process to help abuse women, particularly to get out of their situation they're in and become stronger and healthier. And she calls it ruffling feathers and blowing minds. You're going to want to learn more about that, particularly if you know someone or are a person who finds yourself in an abusive situation. Now, a couple takeaways from our conversation today that I just wanted you to take with you. One of them is to be resilient and find a spark of motivation to help you get through the abuse, to get through the adversity, find something to hang on to. For Christine, she got through the suicide attempts and the attempted murder and the other things went with her her by uh, thinking of her children, her kids, and thinking about how they needed her and she needed them. And that helped her to navigate, as it were, and to have some inspiration to be resilient and get through the most painful parts, to get through the suicide attempts and the abuse. So that's one thing, be resilient. The second thing is to be open to the spiritual element of transformation. She talked about being visited by the Archangel Michael and in her case, and I'm just a big believer that if you want to have true transformation in your life, the spiritual element uh, has to be a part of it. In fact, that's a part of my ACTS plan. Uh, the C, uh, A, the A is to 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 take action, but the C and ACTS is to connect with a higher power. Uh, the T to think with discipline, the S to serve with love. That's part of what I teach, and what I'm going to get into a little bit on episode 234 here on the Beyond Adversity podcast, where we're going to talk about having an epiphany year, a year of light in 2023, and how you can be mindful of these things, including the spiritual, to help you to to get through. Uh, get through things. Here on the Beyond Adversity Podcast, we exist to help you to overcome adverse life conditions in your life and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose, helping you to grow through what you go through. Hope you enjoy what we have here uh, today and check out all episodes and our back catalog of Beyond Adversity. We have over 230 episodes to help serve you. And that's also the place at drbradmiller.com where you can find our Axe Plan Starter Guide. It's all at drbradmiller.com. Good to be with you, my good people. Thank you for listening today. Tune into episode 233, where we can complete our episode with Christine Malik in 234, where we respond to the matter with uh, with our with our episode all about epiphany making 223 2023 your season your year 
of new light. Until our paths cross again, my friend, I ask you, this is Dr. Brad Miller, encouraging you to continue to do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.